welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach, and I fucked up. You will. <laughs> well, so, well. yeah, we, we're going to do The Last Dragon. Again. 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 We a did din. it before. A din. But... A din. Do it a din. We're doing it a din, guys. Are you ready yeah. to do it a din? Yeah. Are, are, are you are you backing it up this time? You saved I it at multiple locations. I have put it on my desktop, which auto syncs to my Google Drive. So yes, um, Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting. I don't know if that's fancy. I just don't do it. I'm getting so. concerned with Google Drive because they're starting to scrape everybody's Google Drives now to make like content and shit. So Ooh. hey, don't. That's put... where the AI brain comes from. Pretty much, yeah. I have a feeling at one point somebody's like fan fiction is going to be made into like a sh- AI show or something. And yeah. they're going to be like, wow, this seems exactly like my plot. And yeah, Google stole it. Are you are you telling us your fears? Is that what's happening right uh, now? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, not my fan fiction, because I don't write fan fiction. I write D&D uh-huh. campaigns, which are fan fiction, I guess, for myself. I'm Some my own biggest kind fan. Kind of, when you think about it. Yeah, we're all our own biggest fans, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm currently shitting out a D&D... Um, campaign in obsidian which also links to my drive which is probably not smart but here we go y'all ready to talk yep. about the last dragon sounds like a book yes i'd also write the last dragon I i'm that's... pretty sure that book already exists i'm fairly certain it's just aragon except there's like maybe three in that one I don't, maybe four nah, 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 nah. um let's see so we have covered in the past few episodes Chromatic dragons, metallic dragons, gem dragons, and the Draco Lich. And today we got got a homebrew dragon, just straight out of somebody's nightmares. Mine, my nightmares. It's from my nightmares. <laughs> your, yes, your yeah. nightmares. Yeah, just a reminder: homebrew monsters just as valid as as a monster manual monsters. Wrong. Have fun with it. Wrong. <laughs> wrong how am i wrong because a lot of homebrew isn't play tested so a lot of it could just be like ah this looks like a good thing that has a cr of 12 but really it's cr is 20 and you killed everyone (laughs) so well that's that's your problem that's your own problem (laughs) that's the dm's problem not my problem so so you get mad that i killed y'all so so just you know we'll we'll throw the the um caution up there like mm, we have not play tested the monster we're about to cover in this episode Smart. you play it against your uh play players your at risk. your own risk yeah scar them yourself cbk is not guaranteed not not <laughs> yips whoops whoops <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm gonna start this with the actual uh reddit posts that i think led to the creation of this particular dragon. So, um, this Reddit post is on our D&D and by Templar's Bane. And so it says, Got this idea from a player of mine. You're deep in the caves, caverns, or the Underdark. Your party enters a large, open cave. Even Torchlight can't reach half of it. But Torchlight does reveal something. Webs. Oh, great, spiders again. Maybe driders this time? We'll see. There's a skittering along the ceiling. Here we go. An eight-legged dragon leaps from the ceiling towards you. Its ninth appendage, the tail, has a sharp stinger dripping with poison. Its wings unfurl. That that was, air quote, wings unfurl to slow its fall. Wings isn't the right word, though. They are two large nets of web extending from its body, 
Flight is probably not possible, but leaps and glides certainly are. Like a jumping spider. A jumping spider dragon. Mm-mm. That's a bad face you're making there, Zach. Uh, however, your party doesn't truly grow terrified until the spider dragon breathes. It opens its maw, and you are pelted by small bits of something hard. You look around and now see your skin, your friends, and even the floor around you all teem with thousands of little spiders. Wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. Spider dragon with a spider breath weapon. Crimes. Crimes. Crime. Crimes. Crime. War crime. Right there. I'm fairly certain this, this creature violates the Geneva condition, Convention. <laughs> Conditions? Whoever the created Geneva this conditions. should go to the Hague for the crimes they've done. <laughs> Geneva Conditions. The Geneva we have conditions. a few conditions. <laughs> the Geneva Conditioner. Leave in. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe it's Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are the stats of this godforsaken dragon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Slash so, scorpion, I guess, because it has a stinger on its tail? Yeah, it's got a stinger on its tail. That seems less spider. It seems like it should have fangs, right? Yeah, but, but it does get a mouth to bite. And, yeah, I, well, I mean, technically, scorpions are arachnids, too, so they're all together. Fair, fair, fair. I... Actually, I don't know if that's true. I'm just, you said it confidently, and I'm going to roll with it. It is true. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, this spider dragon, according to this one stat block that I found for it on homebrewery.naturalcrit.com. Um, spider dragon, large dragon, chaotic evil, an armor class of 19 natural armor, hit points of 18d10 plus 90. A speed of 50 feet and a climbing speed of 50 feet. That's too much. Uh, it's so fast. It's so, it's so gonna, fast. It's going to crawl. It's going to get you. It's going to just get you. Nah. Um, so strength of 18, a dex of 24, a con of 20, uh, an intelligence of 14, a wisdom of 12, and a charisma of 18. And we're pretty sure after looking through this that this is, like, a lot of these kind of numbers are just pulled from other existing dragons. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's an adult dragon, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has been reskinned. Uh, saving throws, it's got a plus 12 to dex, a plus 10 to constitution, a plus 5 to wisdom, and a plus 9 to charisma. Its skills is a plus 9 to deception, a plus 11 to perception, and a plus 12 to stealth. It's immune to poison. Um, it, well, it's conditionally immune to po- being poisoned, and it's also immune to poison damage. So, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't try to poison this thing. It poisoned you, you don't poison it. It is generally pretty difficult to poison something made of poison, or containing yeah. poison. Either it doesn't, kind of like, uh, what is it, those snails that don't technically produce poison, they just collect it from what they eat? Sure. Something. Yeah, your phone went off. Who's phone? Or something ding. Something it sounded like ding. something on your end. Oh, it's on link- your end, man. It's LinkedIn. LinkedIn dinged? Okay. <laughs> Who uses LinkedIn? Me. It's for old people. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't know. I He's a professional. You have to have a LinkedIn if you're a professional. We're all professionals at this point. God, I hope. No, there's a good, uh, 
there's a good what game changer dropout TV that I'm gets. a professional. Yep. Yeah, that one. That one. That is my favorite one. Oh no, we like making noise. Anyway, Those are back good too. to this dragon. Immune to poison. Ah, senses. A blind sight of 30 feet, a dark vision of 120 feet, a passive perception of 21, and it speaks common, draconic, and undercommon. Though, you know, feel free to change up those language, you know. I don't, it's, it seems weird to me a spider dragon speaking common, but they're super intelligent, right? And it's yeah. still a dragon, so yeah, it probably speaks common. It just seems, can you imagine the maw of this, you know, this uh, ugly, ugly thing opening up, and it's like, oh, hi, how are you yeah, gents doing? I like to evening? think about um, that time they mo-capped Benedict Cumberbatch for Smaug on uh, The mm-hmm. Hobbit, so it's kind of that, where they, like, mimicked his mouth and did all that stuff. Uh, so there's that, and then I saw there's this artist, I think their name is Iguana Mouth on Tumblr, and they have like this weird transitional slide where you can adjust from horse to dragon, and it's just kind of a fun little animation that you should check out. But uh, it's hmm. it, it's funny because it goes hmm. from like a horse to like talking to a dragon. So that's how I picture it. And maybe it has like uh, prehensile lips like horses do, which is still fucked up to me. It's for grabbing things. Yep, apples with your face. and sugar cubes. <laughs> The native food of horses. Everyone knows that's exactly what horses eat. (laughs) I watched that. Or if you're Ed from... I guess grass. But if you're Ed, the talking horse, it was peanut butter. Oh, go on. Okay. But that horse was fat. Is is this a cultural reference I'm supposed to understand? I don't get it. It Y'all don't remember the black and white TV show of Ed, the talking horse? No. No. Absolutely not. The only black and white TV shows I've seen are westerns. And he the was only one I could like Western name adjacent. off the top of my head would be like I Love Lucy. That's oh, definitely and I a love black Lucy. and white. I've seen a lot of I Love anyway, Lucy. Back to Spider Dragon. Tell us about the dragon. Uh, it's a challenge rating of 15. Um, Alright, into the like legendary resistance. It gets this three times per day. If the spider dragon fails a saving throw, it can choose to succeed instead. Wish I had that in my life. Spider climb, the dry, the spider dragon can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings without needing to make an ability check. Web sense, while in contact with a web, the spider dragon knows exact locations of any other creatures in contact with the same web. Web walker, the spider dragon ignores movement restrictions caused by webbing. So like drider, giant spider, all the same kind of, yeah, kind of things here. Actions. It has multi-attack. The spider dragon summons one swarm of spiders on an adjacent space. It then makes three attacks. One with its stinger and two with its claws. Uh, The claw is a melee weapon attack, plus 12 to hit, a reach of 10 feet, one target. On a hit, it does 2d6 plus 7 slashing damage. Uh, The stinger is also a melee weapon attack with plus 12 to hit, a reach of 15 feet. It's a little bit longer than the claws. Uh, for one target, on a hit, it does 3d6 plus 7. Uh, piercing damage plus 2d6 poison damage. A hit creature must succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw or be poisoned for one minute. It can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a save. S- and now, 
to the fun bits. Spider breath. Nope. Uh, it recharges on a five or a six. Still the a spider dragon exhales a torrent of spiders in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 18 dexterity saving throw, taking two, nope, 20 D4 piercing damage on a failed save. That is unacceptable. 20 D4 seems like, seems like we could have changed that math up a little bit to not have to roll 20 D4s, but okay. It would get a little higher as you go, right? So, like, the lower the die, but the more you roll, the odds you're going to have a higher number total in some versus, like, ah, so 20d4 would be a maximum of, like, 80, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you do, like, 8d10, you have lower numbers, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it kind of guarantees a bigger hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. A real fucked up thing. But little a bigger yep. hit from tiny little spider bites. So Oh, uh, I guess that's where the D four comes in. Yeah, right? little it's like spiders. it's twenty spiders, they all do up to a D four damage. And thanks to computer technology, we don't actually have to have twenty D fours. Oh no, we roll on it one by one by one, by one by one by <laughs> one. Do math, you bastards. Yeah, yeah. Or or don't. You chose this monster. You have to roll every D four yourself. <laughs> This is punishment for the DM. <laughs> yep. Yes, it is. Um, so 20d4 piercing damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Um, two d4 swarms of spiders will appear on spaces of and around targeted creatures. Uh, so, yeah, up to, up to eight swarms of spiders can appear. Um, the swarms will act immediately after the spider dragon in the initiative order and are under the spider dragon's control. That's too many That's spiders. Fun. Yeah. So well, many spiders. And so it breaks out, it, we've got to break out here of, like, a, a stat block for the swarm of spiders. Yes, because right? that is also a thing. That's also a thing. It's a medium swarm of tiny spiders. Yep, yep. And it says they're unaligned, but it just told us they're specific, aligned with the... I mean, generally unaligned, but also, in this case, specifically aligned to the dragon. To the dragon. So, an armor class of 12, a hit point of, hit points of 22, well, hit points of 5d8, a speed of 20 feet, and a climbing speed of 20 feet. I feel like 20 feet's a long way for little spiders to They're go, so tiny, how do they do it? They're very fast. Strength of 3, dex of 13, constitution of 10, initiative intelligence of one wisdom of seven charisma of one um and they are immune to being charmed frightened grappled paralyzed petrified prone restrained or stunned though i would love to see you grapple one of these little bitty spiders i guess it's the swarm of this is for the swarm of spiders yeah grapple the swarm (laughs) doesn't really work uh they have a passive perception of eight they probably won't be using that as they got breathed onto you and a challenge rating of one half um, the swarm can occupy another creature's space and vice versa, and the swarm can move through any opening large enough for a tiny insect. The swarm can't regain hit points or gain temporary hit points. They have spider climb, web sense, and web walker, same as the dragon does, and their actions is a bite. It's a melee attack with plus three to hit, a reach of zero feet, one target in the swarm's space. On a hit, it does 44 piercing damage, or 2d4 piercing damage if the swarm has half of its hit points or fewer. Yeah. So, yeah. Once you get half of them, they do less damage. Because there's fewer. 
Swarm dynamics. So yeah, that's what happens when this dragon breathes on you. Crimes. Crimes happen. Crimes. Crimes happen. Clearly crimes. Lots of, lots of spiders. Um, which, and this is, this is the breath weapon. Like, it already on its turn, the beginning of its turn, it summons one swarm of spiders on an adjacent space. So, like, oh, on a single turn, it can summon that one, and then it can breathe and summon up to another eight. That's too many spiders. So, crimes. Yeah. yeah. War crimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's also, like, mechanically a really hard battle to keep track of if you've got, like, all these little swarms happening. Yeah, you're going to need to buy a lot of spider swarm minis before you do this or something like that because it's going to be pretty rough, I think. Just go, you could go to our garage and collect spiders down there to use because I feel like our garage just breeds them. Isn't that what garages do? That's a garage thing, I thought. Yeah, everyone knows this garage or spider breeding holes. Spider territory. Yep. Alright, so back to Le Spider Dragon and his legendary actions. The Spider Dragon can take three legendary actions, choosing from the options below. Only one legendary action option can be used at a time, and only at the end of another creature's turn. The Spider Dragon regains spent legendary actions at the start of its turn. Alright, so we got Detect. The Spider Dragon makes a Wisdom Perception check. Okay, so it's just looking. It's just to find people. Yep, a stinger. The spider dragon. I keep trying to combine spider and dragon and like overlap them instead of stragging them. Strider. Stragon. Instead of, yeah. Instead of stringing them together, they're trying to overlap each other and it's not working. Stinger. The spider dragon makes a stinger attack, which we talked about earlier. Melee weapon attack plus 12 to hit. Um, and then web shot, which costs two actions. The spider dragon shoots webs in a line that's 30 foot long and 10 foot wide. Each creature in that line must make a DC 18 strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained. It's a high DC. Yeah. Uh, at least you have two options. <laughs> that's true. Uh, a creature entering a webbed area for the first time on a turn must succeed on a DC 12 strength or dexterity saving throw or become restrained by the webs. A restrained creature can use its action to try and escape, doing so with a successful DC 12 strength or dexterity check. Uh, webbed areas are difficult terrain. So it's a higher, it's a higher, it's a DC 18 on the like when it does it at you but then like once you're in it or if you're trying to like go through it it's only a 12 so that's mm. you know a little better i mean that a 12 versus an 18 is a lot more likely let's be honest true yeah yeah but you also have to use your whole action to do it rather yeah you do lose your so that's turn a, that's a big cost you essentially lose your turn yeah each 10 foot cube of the giant webs so this thing was 30 foot by 10 foot. So that's essentially three cubes. Um, right? Am I doing yeah. that math right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, it's, it's each... six by two. Because it's 30 feet and each one's five feet. So it's six by two. It's a 10 foot cube. 10 foot cube and it's 30 foot by 10 foot wide. Yeah. So three sections of cube. That's three cubes. Yeah, I don't know why they would do it in 10 foot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. each 10 foot cube of giant webs has an AC of 10, 
15 hit points, vulnerability to fire, and immunity to bludgeoning, piercing, and psychic damage. Any elemental damage dealt to webbing restraining a creature is dealt to that creature as well. Oh, so, okay, yeah. I got you. You're, you're, you're clustering them in groups versus just... Okay, I thought you were trying to measure it in general, and I was just like, what? I'm lost. But yes, that makes sense, because I mean, they wanted to have independent HP and armor classes, so they don't all just are destroyed at once. Yeah. yeah. The cube is like a ten-foot entity. Yeah. Gotcha. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, that's it. We got it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. That's we got through that stat block. Well, did you did you miss my part about any elemental damage dealt to the web restraining a creature is dealt to that creature as well? That's Ooh, a lot. That's that's yeah. really messed up. So okay, yeah. you can't you can't. Oh, it's vulnerable to fire. So I guess is that not elemental? Yes, it is. But which would mean oh, it's, so it's, it's vulnerable so it to it, but then you still get the damage back. Right, but it would take double damage of the fire. Right, Correct. that's how vulnerable works. Yes, so. the player wouldn't, but the material would be damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, you could use anything else that it's not uh, vulnerable to and still hurt the player double, which would be beneficial for this dragon spider spider dragon to have like some allies who are casting as well those who could stand to be in its presence uh maybe mm. some under common type creatures like a duergar or a um oh drow those guys like to live underground and worship crazy spider ladies mm. so that mm-hmm. that helps um like encounter wise the only thing i could think of is it just needs to die so this is clearly a monster hunting thing because no one should have to deal with this uh but building it out i could see it being useful for that dragon because it is intelligent it can lay traps Mm -hmm. and so it could Mm -hmm. easily like spray a hallway with this web slinging nonsense and in doing so have explosives on the end or something that as soon as they get near it it ignites it and so it burns the party as they enter the spider web space uh so there could be some challenges that way uh, in terms of creepiness, I don't think I could use this because I know one of my players has a very, very bad arachnophobia, so probably mm-hmm. shouldn't do this to them. Uh, but having that creepy uh, idea of like spiders, like every now and then, like I think it would be interesting if you started off where these guys enter a cave and it's kind of wet and they get like drops of water for a little bit. And then after a while, things start hitting them, but they're not actually uh, water droplets. It's just spiders Ugh, falling from the spiders. ceiling. Spiders. Um, I hate this. You're welcome. Uh, and <laughs> using that to kind of creep them out to see if they notice. I'm like, yeah, you're getting hit by something a little thicker. And like, if they look up at the light, like you'll see like all the spiders kind of suspended and slowly climbing up their own lines, or some of them dropping <sighs> down. Um, it would be horrible, and I Doing hate spider all of things. It. Yeah. Doing spider thing. Just spider shit. And then just mm-hmm. the goal would only be to kill it. That would be it. It's a monster hunter thing. Um, the other it's idea... still a dragon. I feel like so rarely is the the goal with the dragons is to just kill it. Yeah, I mean, chromatic ones, probably so, because they're generally always evil. But the metallic Fair. ones, probably yeah. not. At the other end of this, I kind of would say, you know, this creature probably has a web of knowledge within the underdark or something like that (laughs) and so yeah i know horrible pun i see what you did there yeah but the goal would be that the party might have to speak with it to learn more about it and since it kind of controls spiders those spiders could report news back to it so Mm. this creature could be an intelligent 
one that just kind of remains in the underdark learning information building its horde and the group has to come and be like hey we're trying to find a friend of ours you didn't eat them did you and uh then i think another thing would be that this dragon might hold bodies for a while or like it takes people and spider silks them up and keeps them in little uh wrap-ups and only eats them when it needs to uh so Mm -hmm. it could be like the party has to recover them without being caught because there's no way for them to get out without dying so they need a backup plan like especially if they're a low level party like this creature took one of their npc friends and they have to go rescue them uh and they have to do it stealthily instead of getting killed and the spiders are snitches so they have to like avoid spiders at all costs and stuff like that yeah i I feel like yeah oh my little birds if you've you know game of thrones at all yeah they told right spiders it's fucking spiders everywhere wrong Mm -hmm. crime crime also you know not only is he spider dragon chaotic evil for the alignment seems like ah that's just a place to have fun with that's a place to kill him right yeah like he he actively does something the only thing i would add to this is as like a as a legendary action if he grapples a creature he can web them into something and disable them for a round Mm -hmm. as well so just completely spider silks them into like a cocoon essentially and sticks them to the wall until the player can either cut themselves out or the others have to do it to make it slightly more challenging mm-hmm. and the creature we... oh go ahead oh go ahead uh, i think it would also be fun if they hoarded all of their material in these types of cocoons so like oh you want my hoard of wealth mm-hmm. too bad it's in a giant ball of spider silk do i have a lot of children nesting in there probably so deal with that as you have will. fun yeah you you like <laughs> cut one open and there's like an 80 percent chance it's just filled with spiders uh oh. which would ruin everyone's day mine included uh uh baby spider dragons Mm-mm. kill them with fire right off the bat <laughs> you open it when you said his babies he, it breathes spiders i would have to think that it like gives birth to baby spider dragons probably but also kill it with fire so no 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 you roll into this thing and it's got like an egg sack underneath it yeah okay. and that could be the other thing like you need to you could do kind of a monster fetch quest where you're trying to get the eggs out of this creature and uh it could also you gotta be massage its abdomen and oh, God. the eggs you know there's you could also kind of treat it like how wasps behave which is wasps will kill a bunch of other insects and then leave them in the hole with the children so that when they wake up they have uh, pre-made meals something to mm. yeah so that's what the dragon the dragon's only pulling npcs and collecting people because it's getting ready to birth little tiny ones it's so what do greetings. we think about uh lair actions for this guy oh right because it just these were legendary actions we didn't yeah. we didn't get any layer actions um no. i feel like it involves spiders though. i feel like there was a write-up somewhere that had regional effects more spiders mm. all the time yeah i feel like there was just lots of uh spiders and dark things wandering around yeah I would also probably say that all spiders are now aggressive, even though that, like, certain species aren't. But when this guy's near, or this dragon's near, they're all aggressive, no matter what. So there could be an outbreak of spider bites. Yeah. So I did, further down on that same RD&D post about this, there's a user called It's a D&D Monster Now that also threw in a stat block. And that stat block includes uh 
legendary. No, we already did legendary. Uh, regional effects and lair actions. Hit us with them. So, um, let's see. Lair actions. On initiative count 20, losing an initiative tithes, the dragon takes a lair action to cause one of the following effects. The dragon can't use the same effect two rounds in a row. Uh, number one, a hidden cocoon of spider eggs erupts from a point of webbing the dragon can see within 60 feet of it, spawning 2d6 swarms of spiders in the nearest unoccupied spaces surrounding it. Uh, I would say unoccupied or occupied, having looked at how swarms of spiders work. Mm-hmm. Uh, treat these swarms as individual creatures which all act on the same initiative immediately following the dragons. So, yeah, it's a swarm. Um... Second action, 1d4 giant spiders. Yeah, that tracks. Happen upon the area and come to the dragon's aid. Uh, you can find the giant stra- giant spider in the monster manual on page 328. Um, treat these spiders as individual creatures. Roll initiative for them as a group. The turn on which they will all act, including any that appear on future rounds. So, yep, that's a layer action. Just giant spider makes an appearance. Um, and the final layer action is a wide sheet of webbing collapses from above, potentially ensnaring creatures in an area directly below a 20-foot radius from a point of the dragon's choice that it can see within 60 feet. Each creature in the area must succeed on a DC 14 dexterity saving throw or become restrained by webbing. As an action, the restrained target can make a DC 15 strength check, bursting the web on a success. The webbing can also be attacked and destroyed. It's got an AC of 10, an HP of 5, vulnerability to fire damage, immunity to bludgeon, poisoning, psychic damage. So just some fun additional things that could happen. I would also add, like, traps within the lair, where as they're Mm. getting closer and closer to the actual, like, lair where the dragon resides... Uh, the dragon has suspended like stalactites from the ceiling with just webbing, and so you could find mm. like broken stalactites and stalagmites that were just cut, and then you don't see them anymore, and they're hanging from the roof, so that if the party like trips a tripwire or something, it causes them to fall as well. Nice. That would. Be That's like the traps that Shappa made me keep falling into, where there was just. Collapsed ground with swords sticking up underneath it. Oh, that's your basic, basic trap. I fell in so many of these. Yeah. (laughs) Fell in so many. (laughs) Rude. There was that, that's some Viet Cong tactics right there that we were always covered in poison or something. And regional effects. The region surrounding a spider dragon's lair gradually begin to change thanks to the dragon's mere presence, which creates one or more of the following effects. Effect number one, giant spiders become much more common in the area, increasingly so the closer one gets to the lair itself. Attacks from these creatures become more common and begin to happen even in broad daylight. So, aggressive spiders, as we said. Aggressive giant spiders. Even worse. Number two, local fauna becomes scarce. Deer and other mammals of nearly every size become virtually non-existent, as many are eaten by the voracious beasts, and most of the remaining individuals flee the area. And then the final one, one or more edder caps takes up residence in the region, adopting flocks of spiders of all sizes. They shelter, protect, and even forage for younger spiders, preferring human-sized prey or larger, as it can sufficiently feed an entire swarm of spider hatchlings. Crime. Edder caps. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's it's clearly pulling yep. in more spiders. They're getting more aggressive. I get it. But also, kill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Well, I mean, like, that is clearly the thing. That is the preferred method to do so. So I get it. So, all right. Uh, To try and keep on brand with this, I wanted to kind of give us a dragon themed ish magic item. Ish? Ish? Yes. And it's not ish, it is like straight up dragon themed. Right, so, dragon themed, yeah. Yeah, it's it's called the Dragon Band. I recently got my um uh what do I want to call this? It was the Griffin Saddlebag. Griffin Saddlebag book 2. Uh the Kickstarter uh reached my house finally. And uh nice. I have picked the Dragon Band found on page 73 of the book. Uh this metal bracelet hangs loosely from your wrist or ankle and is made from either brass, bronze, copper, gold, or silver wire. The clasp is cast in the shape of a metallic dragon's head matching the metal used in the rest of the band. While wearing the band, you can use an action to speak its command word and cause it to unravel and shatter, destroying the bracelet. When it does, it releases a powerful blast of energy in a wave around you. Each creature within 20 feet of the band, other than you, must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, taking 10d6 damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The damage type is determined by the type of metal used in the band using the table below. So you've got uh, brass is fire, bronze is lightning, acid is fire, or sorry, copper is acid, gold is fire, and silver is cold. So it's kind of a one-time, it is a wondrous item and rare, so wondrous meaning it's not like armor or anything like that. Rare, meaning it's about 500 gold. It's a good whoopsie type attack to maybe really injure a lot of... uh, uh, Smaller spiders? spiders for sure. Yeah, grab a <laughs> I would recommend hopefully either gold uh, or brass. Hopefully your companions are not very close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would I would maybe bump up the damage if you were to buy like a gold or silver one, because that's generally a more expensive metal. And so you could maybe right. bump the damage and bump the cost to make it a little more worth their while. Maybe take it to a very rare item for that. It's kind of a right. whoopsie-doopsie, everybody's-got-to-die-around-me situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend that. And then... I'm sorry, you've put me in a bad situation, and now you must die. And now my anklet must break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of make me break my jewelry. <laughs> my very expensive jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there's there's that. Um, I wanted to talk about... <sighs> Recently, I played a session where I had um, some players, and I, I will be honest, I half-assed the encounter. And by that, I came up with it on the fly, and I wasn't really happy with it. But the goal was that we would be... They were, they were trying to essentially solve a puzzle, which was as long as this creature remained connected to its web, it would be able to revive and constantly fight them. Ew. However, it wasn't... I thought one of them had fireball. They didn't, so I had to, like... They, they essentially <laughs> would either have to grab the body and run or destroy an area surrounding it, and none of the spells they had were enough to do it. And so mm. it was a challenge for them. And I felt like they weren't catching it exactly as it should have been, or I wasn't like they were it. like they didn't realize that was the problem. Like yeah, why it kept coming back. Okay. Yeah, so they either didn't realize it was the problem, or I wasn't describing it well, or my map was too blurry to really understand. So mm. that was the issue. And in all cases, normally if I have a puzzle that I give a player, 
that's challenging or too challenging or I think it makes sense in my head, but it doesn't in theirs, then I will usually give them the opportunity to roll like an intelligence check or some perception check to where you can be like, hey, you notice that when you burn something, those spider webs or those those tendrils can't reach in closer. Like they're prevented from coming in contact with it. And so burning out this region helps do it and burning and prevents them from being able to multiply and reach out in the first place. So there's that idea is something to go through. And I think it's very important for your players to kind of give them the opportunity to use their own player skills and their knowledge to try and solve the puzzle. So, but if they don't get it, what now? (laughs) I said, but if they don't give it, get it, you give them opportunities to roll for better insight essentially is what you're saying yeah if they if they don't solve it on their own then you could be like hey you notice this or as that fireball detonates or that flaming sphere detonates you notice that it burns the ends of these webs tendrils off and it seems to push them back slightly and so that's kind of the hints i gave where they needed to essentially make a larger area of fire to prevent these things from being able to be resurrected again Mm. and a lot of it really comes for these puzzles as you as the DM have to give a better description to draw their attention to it. Like, ah, there's a book on the bookshelf or something like that. You need to give like a, these things reach out and grab a hold of a creature or do whatever. Like make it obvious that they're doing something versus like, and the tendrils reach out and touch them again. Like you need to so show like more description around it so that they can hopefully pick up on the hints their own. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Some of us are dense. Some, yeah. And some players might some play of- dense, too. <laughs> Thanks. So Thanks. Yeah. some characters might be like, I have an intelligence of eight. I'm not going to solve this puzzle. I'm like, cool. But the player might figure it out. And then you kind of mm. have to handle the, ex- uh, the like, out-of-character conversation that is that chat. But mm-hmm. it's doable. So I, I think it's a good way to kind of fix your player's mindset or also get them back on track. So I highly recommend that. Give them an ability to roll or something along those lines. And you might not even have to roll. You might pass a perception in. Uh, but if they feel like it's not working, then that's when you can kind of have them ask questions. I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? Are you trying to watch the field as something happens? What's going on? So it, it varies by that. So I think it's a good way to kind of get the party focusing better on the task puzzle you gave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point about like, the importance of like scene setting like whenever you're you know players enter a new space it's important to describe the things that would be immediately obvious to anyone entering the space but then there's also those smaller details that may take a perception or to notice and things like that like I hear like that. I feel like that issue comes up a lot when people are having disagreements about like their D and D games, where they feel like they would have noticed something, but the DM didn't describe it when they entered the room, and so then that creates can create conflicts or confusion in the situation. Yes, I find the um, easy way to tackle these things is to write out like good descriptions of what's going on. But kind of think of how a module's written when, if you've ever read one of those at the beginning, they'll describe that location by like smell, lighting conditions, wall sizes, and everything like that. Like you want to give the description of like how well lit is it? What's it lit by? What's it smell by? Is it wet? Give me a word picture. Yeah, a word picture. Your, your picture's worth a thousand words, right? And you're just trying to get them to visualize that out. 
And if you do a bad job of it or you don't put enough detail into it, it might cause issues. But it helps to kind of give that idea. And if they miss something, reiterate it. And hopefully you don't actually have to encourage them to roll or solve your puzzle with an intelligence check. Uh, so right. from the wizard who's clearly got the most intelligence. Yeah, I think it's more fun for the players when they, as the players, can figure it out rather than just, you know, the like, character. It's almost like an escape room. You you can give hints and stuff based on roles, but the fun comes from figuring it out and not just having you be like, oh, you got a twenty eight intelligence. Here's how you realize how to solve the puzzle. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's better to let them figure it out on their own than have them roll this, but. Even with your intelligence rolled checks that you're trying to force them to go through, it's helpful to kind of give them basic hints and not the answer. So, yeah, yes. you're smart. Here's a hint in the right direction. Maybe you'll interpret this correctly. And they might get it wrong, and then you say, you are welcome to test that theory or assumption. And then if it doesn't work, then they get to try again, and hopefully they think about it in a different light. Or the whole party dies and it, you know, they don't get the trade yet. The, no. In this situation, the enemy wasn't enough to kill them. It was, they only had like 30 HP apiece. So like one firebolt could knock them out at their level, but it, they kept getting back up and causing issues. So they were a problem because they wouldn't stay down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I fine. thought I had like a recommendation. Well... Weren't you going to recommend Griffin Saddlebag? Yes, I was. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. I mentioned but... it, yeah. So there are two books now. Um, Griffin Saddlebag also has a virtual library that you can look through as well. There are new classes. There are new races. There are, by classes, I mean there's subclasses. Um, there's a ton of magic items. Highly recommend checking them out. I can't wait to use them in my new campaign. Uh, Where would I find that? You're just going to have to Google it because Google? I got mine on a Kickstarter, but I'm fairly certain the Kickstarter's closed now because they've shipped me the book. So Googling the Griffin Saddlebag will do Google that. Knows. They'll give you a folio or something. I'll put a link in our episode notes so you can quickly get to it from there. Assuming this episode makes it that far. It's yeah. going to make it that it's far. It's going to make yeah. it that far. I'm not busy today. I'm fine. I, oh, you're I, not busy. What's that like? I don't know. I, I say I'm not busy <laughs> and then I look behind me on camera and see how many loads of laundry I really need to do. Uh, to, you uh -huh. know, not go... So I could wear my work clothes at work. But, you know, we'll get there. Ah. We're all yeah. in this together. And by Something all... Something like that. I mean me. You mean by yourself. Yeah. And my dog. And we're cleaning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like you might need a roommate or something. I don't know, man. I can't ask my roommate to wash my clothes. That'd be weird. Okay. Roommates Fair. are not worth it. They're not. <laughs> no. I, I, have, I have one and Appreciate it's a lot. That. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. I get it. I don't wow. want a roommate. Because roommates... I watched the cat the whole week you were gone. Jeez. How... Someone's got to do it. Alright, let's say goodbye. Well, where are you going to find us? Yeah, Adrian, where at... are you going to find us? <laughs> on Instagram at Sweet T and D and D. That's where I sometimes post. Yeah, it is. Yep. Sometimes When being... she posts, when that's post... where it's at. Yeah, no, I was going to make a great post when the last episode that didn't come out aired this about is your, my, uh, that opportunity. About this, I had a really good story where I was attacking with advantage and I rolled two ones and then I did my second attack and I rolled two twos mm. and I was going to make a great post with the photos of the dice, but I don't remember the story now because it's been like a month. So. It has a, it's I'm sure been you can two make something weeks up. since we lost that recording, I think. Probably. In hindsight, I really need to work on my backups, so I get it. Yeah. I fixed it with this new uh, upgrade. What's a backup? 
Yeah. So. Go on Instagram and uh, do a moon ritual on your cursed dice like I need to do. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We'll have to... You'll have to stay up kind of late for that, right? I don't know. I never stay up late enough to actually see the moon. What if you just put, like, a moon screensaver on your computer and set it in front of that? Ooh, would that, that work? could work. I will ask the D&D gods about that one. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Think that's... Send it to Dungeon Court. Okay. D&D Court. Whatever okay. they call it. All right, everybody anyway. say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.